everybody, and thank you so much for tuning in to My Sentiments Exactly. My name is Kay, and I'm your host. Today's special guest is Cheryl Hansen. She has had a career in the nonprofit sector. She has served with many organizations like African Leadership, Refugees Ministries, World Vision, Second Harvest Food Bank, Feeding America, and various other organizations working with different communities of immigrants, the homeless, gang members, and prisoners. She has found in her work helpful ways to open communication and understand with others of different races, faiths, politics, or orientation. Currently, Cheryl is partnering with the international organization Preemptive Love and has developed a program in her city called Gatherings, where people from different cultures, races, faiths, and politics are able to come together in an environment where everyone has a voice, a safe place to be heard and valued. The idea is to promote healing from all that is tearing us apart by listening to each other's stories, understanding the struggles of the marginalized and minorities, and seeing one another through eyes of compassion. These connections foster empathy and compassion so that when we face the fears and anger in the world or disagree with our neighbors, our first choice will be to listen, practice radical compassion, and love anyway. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. MSE Podcast is dedicated to talking about the hard stuff and facilitating the conversations necessary for growth, healing, transformation, and genuine community. Now it's your turn. My hope is that you finish this episode feeling empowered to continue the conversation with those around you. One way you can do that is by purchasing the MSE Podcast Conversation Starters Deck available at bygracenp.com. May these cards inspire you to speak out and be heard, and may you be authentically embraced for the uniqueness of your journey. I am so excited to have you on the show today to share your experience. You do quite a bit of volunteer work. I'm in the nonprofit arena, and you have learned how to exercise what you like to call radical compassion. I'm so excited to have you on today to just share a little bit about what that means, your experiences, and why this is important for us, especially during this time. So thank you so much for being on the show. Well, thank you, Kay. It's a privilege to visit with you and share. Uh, these are some wonderful times to be talking about this. Um, we, what, I'll give you just a quick background. I have been working either professionally or volunteering in the, like you said, in the nonprofit world, and I had the opportunity to work with many different um, races, nationalities, faiths, lack of faith, all that kind of thing. And I started to learn that there was a misunderstanding between the groups because they weren't communicating, they weren't listening, and they weren't understanding each other's stories. And so I sort of went down a path of um, growth and learning and studying, and I actually left my career. I was working um, in the third country's third largest food bank, and I left my career to pursue this full time. 
And what I've done is I've partnered with a group called Love Anyway, and we um, set up a, a, a group that meets monthly here in my city, and we're doing it in other cities too, uh, where we come together and we invite people to come in from all different walks and uh, different races, different faiths, all that, to come and have a safe place to share our stories and to hear each other and to find a way, even if we don't agree with each other, we can find a way to understand each other, to move forward with compassion, grace, and with love. Even if we walk away disagreeing still, we can still honor each other's humanity. And so that is the type of thing I've been working on, and I'm now teaching it and um, appearing on a number of podcasts. And when I'm able to go back out and speak to groups, I will be doing that as well, sharing this message. That is so amazing, and that's one of the the driving forces behind my sentiments exactly is having this space to open up and share your story, share your experience, and for me and also my listeners to do just that and listen um, right. and just be open to what you know the guest has to say, and there is no judgment here, there is no right or wrong um, here. It is just an opportunity for you to have an, an open space to at least start a conversation um, right. that will hopefully encourage everyone listening to start that conversation in their own families, their schools, uh, wherever it may apply for them. Right, right. So what are some of the groups that you have worked closely with? What, what kinds of groups um, have you worked with? And what has been one of the most, I guess, eye-opening experiences that you have had that you have had since you started with um, love anyway well i've been i've been blessed to live in the city of nashville and in nashville we have an inordinate amount of immigrants coming in from all corners of the earth and uh, people coming in and i've been able to work with these people and there's been um, I would say, case okay, some aha moments where this started dawning me. I mean, I understood the needs uh, of people that were not given the opportunity. I'm, I'm, I'm from the white community and a Christian community. And when I grew up, I sort of grew up in a bubble, to be honest with you. Um, okay. I, I lived around people that looked like me, sounded like me, believed like me. And uh, this didn't afford me an opportunity to see the bigger world. But as an adult, when I started working in the nonprofit sector, I saw things, well, let's just say the narrative that I had been handed growing up wasn't matching with the reality of the people I was meeting. Mm -hmm. And so I went on a journey of really learning and understanding people that had to walk different paths than I did. Um, and I would, like for instance, one day we were uh, handing out food in an area that is particularly heavy with immigrants from many parts of the world. And there was a man that came up with his family and we have a certain amount that every family takes because we come back every week and you know, they, there's always plenty, but we have a certain amount they can take so that everyone can have their fair share. And he started pushing people out of the way, shoving way more in his box than he was supposed to, taking things out of other people's hands. Well, of course, that made everyone around him angry, mm -hmm. and even some of the workers. But when we pulled him off to the side and really got to talking to him, they had just hit the States, and they had lived in a camp where there was never enough for anybody. And so 
when we got his story, we understood his behavior better. Um, we still didn't want him to do that to the other clients, but at least we understood where he was coming from. He came from a life of lack, and that is the behavior they had to use to get what they needed for their families. And, you know, it takes a while sometimes to realize, wow, there's going to be enough for us. We're going to be okay. So that those kind of instances sort of taught me when I hear the underlying story, I start to understand the behavior or the words they're saying. And so many experiences like that help me to understand I need to look below the surface. That's an, an awesome example of just how important it is to listen to people's stories because you may not know, um, I guess, well, all of us are quick to judge people's actions mm -hmm. or their, you know, their behavior or what they say, but a lot of times their background or where they came from has a lot to do with why they may be saying this or, you know, um, acting this way. So I, I love that example because you never really know um, the underlying factor right. that's playing a role in, in someone's uh, behavior. Right. That's one thing I do teach when I'm helping people to have better ways to communicate with people they disagree with or don't understand. I explained the conversation as you probably remember, Kay, in science in class when you were in school um, studying the um, icebergs and how there's a little yeah. bit above the surface and then a whole bunch underneath the surface that you Absolutely. don't see. And their words are what we, that are on the surface that we hear. But underneath there's life experiences, pains, suffering, um, the culture they grew up in, all those things influence the words and the actions above the water. So, but to, in order to see what's underneath the water, that requires us to build relationship with people. And particularly people that we might not normally have in our circles. Um, and that's really important. That's one thing we encourage people that are a part of our um, gatherings is to find ways to connect with people that don't run in your circles, that grew up completely different, that are from a different race or a different culture, and really hear their stories because then that starts to open up an understanding. And it's not, there's no, it's not a point of, hey, let me convince you of my viewpoint. That's not the point of these conversations. Absolutely. It is simply help, help me understand you um, so that when we disagree, my instant reaction is to go to um, compassion and understanding and loving them and, and respecting their humanity instead of arguments and anger. That is such a good point. So considering that you were handed a particular narrative, you know, growing up, what led you to start your work and your teaching on radical compassion, considering that there was a while that you weren't exposed to these kinds of things? Right, right. Well, to be honest with you, even as a child, I tended to feel for groups that were suffering. Uh, mm -hmm. I remember once there was some race relation problems in the news when I was younger. And I, I said to my uh, parents, I said, honestly, I think I would be standing on the side of the blacks because they are being pushed down in that community and all that. And 
their response was, well, that's really not your problem. That's something they need to work out. Mm. And, and um, it, as I thought about that as an adult, that comment, um, they never taught me out and out racism or anything like that. But it's those niggly little things yeah. that I heard. And I'm like, uh, yeah, it is my problem because we're part of the problem. You know, yes, we we aren't particularly doing it, but our ancestors or just the privilege we enjoy on the backs of someone else is mm. not okay. But you, it, that takes some digging and understanding and learning. Absolutely. Um, so I, I had a heart for some of that when I was younger, but when I threw myself into the work I did, that's where my eyes were opened. Um, and there wasn't just one aha moment. There was a million little ones where I grew. And Kay, to be honest with you, not all women like to share their age, but I'm, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm 60 years old. And most of my friends are starting to look at, well, where do we want to retire? How do we want to end things? And the other day, well, not the other day, it's been a few months now, my daughter said to me, Mom, you have something to say. You have a voice and you can make a difference. And I don't think you yeah. should slow down. I think you should speed up. And mm. I'm so passionate about this. You'll probably have to catch me you know, death will catch me running forward because this is so important to me um, and sharing this message. And so, and I consider it a privilege at my age to share this because many people in the white community my age are sort of set in their ways and set in the way they see the world and, and all that. So just help them see, wow, oh my gosh, we are part of the problem, you know, um, is a privilege I have of helping people, loving them into that understanding. Yeah, that is so good. And I can definitely hear your heart in the work that you do. So that's, that's always amazing. Um, so what exactly do you mean by the term love anyway? For those that may be hearing it and saying, I don't really understand um, why that's so important or what that even means. Well, I didn't originate that term. It came from uh, preemptive love, but I love that term. Mm -hmm. um, and I will say the English language fails us a little bit with the word love because other languages have many different words for love. Because Kay, you could say, I love Italian food or I love my family that loves me back. Mm -hmm. those, are, those are easy loves. But loving someone that you don't agree with or loving someone that actually hates you is a whole nother level of love. Absolutely. Um, you, you've probably heard stories of parents where their child was murdered and they went to their prison and not only offered forgiveness to the killer, but told them they love them. That's a whole nother level. Yeah. Of love. Yeah. Whole nother level. And so love is actually a really scary thing to do, especially in these days and all we're going through loving someone that is being hateful when you come in. I mean, we, it, I hesitate at times to use the word love because it's been so watered down, but it can be a very on the edge, scary thing to do. Um, but when we do it, it changes our hearts. And when we come to someone and have healthy conversations out of a basis of love and open heartedness, we go so much further in growing together and understanding each other. Absolutely. I love that. Um, I love that phrase as, as well. I was recently introduced to preemptive love um, probably a, a few months ago, and mm -hmm. I think it's amazing what the organization is about and what it stands for, what it does. Um, so I, I definitely agree that 
loving anyway, especially those that don't love you back or, you know, treat you well, that takes a whole different. <laughs> yeah, we need a new word. <laughs> yeah, we need, we need a, a new word for that one. Yeah. Um, and also in your teaching, you use terms such as othering and even echo chambers. Um, could you explain what that means? Sure. Um, othering is looking at whole groups of people and typifying them, like saying all whites do this, all blacks do this, okay. all Muslims okay. do this. And that, I don't know about you, but I don't, you know, I'm a Christian white. I don't want to be typified by every Christian white that's out there because they don't represent me. They don't speak for me. Mm -hmm. And so we have to look at the humanity of each person. And echo chambers are something we allow ourselves to get in too easily. We can cure, curate our um, social media feed to just be things we agree with. We yep. can listen to news feeds that just speak to what we believe and, and hang out with people that believe like us. Yep. And so we have to be brave and get out of that echo chamber of just echoing back our own thoughts and our statements and really listen and learn from people different from us doesn't mean we're going to convert to some new religion or change mm -hmm. everything but we'll have a better understanding and i have seen it change so many lives including my own by opening your heart and really listening yeah and i think this podcast has also opened up an avenue for me to make sure that i'm not you know othering and, right, uh, right. you know, that I'm embracing the stories of those that may not look like me, those that may not believe the same things. But again, just being willing to even have that conversation, because a lot of the things that are, are covered, not just in this podcast, but I've seen other podcasts as well. Um, people may not have the opportunity or may not even want the opportunity to speak to someone that believes this or that looks like this. So I feel like my sentiments exactly is a platform where even if you're not comfortable approaching someone about this, mm -hmm. um, for whatever reasons, I'm kind of giving you like a head start. And I've, right. I've provided the table. All you have to do is, is pull up your chair and, and listen. Right. What would you say is the best way to talk with someone who we might strongly disagree with? Well, the first thing I suggest is to be honest with yourself about your own prejudices and biases, because mm -hmm. honestly, Kay, we all have them. I still Absolutely. have them. It is something I will work on myself. It's self-work I have to do Absolutely. probably the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. And we all have that. So being fully aware of filters and cultural things that you're bringing to the table and all that um, helps you be more honest with yourself. Yeah. Um, so that you're like, look, everybody coming to this conversation, nobody's perfect here. We're just all trying to learn together and to have a more peaceful existence together. Um, but that is what I would suggest first. But um, also, you know, like I said before, understanding there's a whole nother pile of things underneath the surface of their words and their actions. But also, you know, understand when you're talking to someone, what is their motivation? Are they just trying to catch you up and trick you and, you know, prove their point? Or are they coming with an open heart and really trying to figure things out, too? Mm -hmm. yeah. And that makes a difference in the conversation. And you have to sort of know that. But when you make statements, talk about your experiences. Don't assume anything. Mm -hmm. Um, don't, you know, like, hey, if you sat and told me about something that hurt you in the past, 
I can't assume anything. I don't understand. It is your experience, and I have to honor that and hear it for what it is. Um, And don't shame people that are using wrong language. Um, If they're coming from a heart or a spirit of really wanting to learn, you know, we get so PC sometimes that we jump all over someone that says something that's triggering or offensive. Yeah. Um, And we want to cancel them in this cancel culture, you know, Um, let's, if someone is truly trying to learn, even if they're not saying everything right, give them a chance, you know, because Absolutely. we're all on a journey of growing and learning together. Yeah. But, um, finding, I also encourage people, find people that are different than you and ask them to coffee. And I realize right now we are separate from each other more than we're together. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, get together, talk, go on a walk with someone, or just if you're standing in line at the grocery store, be friendly and chat, but just start to see people and their humanity instead of their differences. Absolutely. And what you were saying about um, not assuming and sharing your experience made me think about um, just in conversation, something I try to practice is not even uh, as the listener assuming something about the person that's talking, but also, you know, in me sharing my experience, I have to acknowledge that this may not be the experience that the person that I'm talking to has. Right, right. You know, exactly. and so I think when it comes to someone that you may not agree with, sometimes we can go straight to accusation and, you know, you're making me feel this way. You mean to do this. You did this. And um, instead of doing that, sharing, I feel. Or I heard from what you had said and and really keeping it centered around my personal experience rather than how I feel like the other person is making me feel, if that makes sense. Sure. And I would suggest checking in with yourself on where you are that day. Is this the Mm -hmm. time to have that conversation? Uh, Because sometimes if you're really angry about something that's going on in the day or your emotional tank is empty, you might say or do things harsher than you mean to. Um, You could hurt the relationship more than help it. So check in with yourself. Where are you today? And is this the time to have that conversation or say, I would love to have this conversation with you, but I want to make sure that I'm coming from a place of love and I think it'd be better to talk about this another time, you know, something like that so that you are fully aware of who you are. You're grounded, you know, your truth, um, but you're coming from a place of love and a desire to make connection and not prove, you know, don't go into a conversation just trying to be right. Yeah. Yeah. You're there to build a bridge, you know, so and plant seeds in their hearts and and possibly plant some in your own about growth and learning with each other absolutely absolutely so if we have learned how to listen how to listen well um but we want to actually do something to bring about change where where should we start well uh, that's a good question we you know like i said before you can just do small steps like chatting with your neighbor that you see that is different. But um, one thing I would highly suggest, and I'm still in this process and will continue probably till I die, is learn, 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 and listen, listen, listen to people and their experiences and find, dig to the bottom, get, turn the news off for a while. And especially in this time when we have elections and all that, there's going to be a lot of rhetoric 
and really go to the people and learn their experiences. Talk to as many people as you can, but read as many books. There's a lot of wonderful books being talked about out on social media and things where you can learn more and understand more, mm-hmm. but um, educate yourself. And um, if, if you are the majority, keep your mouth shut. I'm not trying to be rude here, but keep your mouth shut and listen. Okay. Because, and then when it's time to speak up for someone, open your mouth. But in the meantime, don't try to fix everything. Mm-hmm. Um, the, there is a white savior kind of um, thing that happens where we want to come in, in with a good heart and try to fix everything and make it better as quick as possible. And, but we're talking about hundreds of years of pain. And so we have to dismantle that piece by piece. Um, by connecting and understanding and changing our own behavior. So allow the voices that need to be heard to be risen up and to step back and listen and then come together shoulder to shoulder to make the difference. Yeah, that is so good. And I agree with, I agree with all of those things that you mentioned. Thank you for, for sharing all of that. And just for the work that mm. you do, you are definitely making a huge impact, not just on your local community, but those that will listen, I'm sure they will look into the things that you are doing. And speaking of that, do you mind sharing what you are up to now uh, with preemptive love and um, just how people can stay connected with you? Well, I will say this. I am not an employee of preemptive love. I just have partnered with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, if anyone would be interested in uh, being a part of one of the gatherings in their city or right now we're doing it on zoom and we weren't sure how well it was going to work but it's working beautifully it gives people an opportunity to feel safe they sort of have that wall of the computer where they can say things and they don't have to turn their camera on if they don't want to and all that but um it's, it gives an opportunity and every gathering including my own is a co-led by two people that come from very different walks of life. My co-host, she is Muslim. She's an immigrant and uh, she's much younger than me. And so we represent very different communities, Um, but we do that on purpose to make sure we set the tone of different is good and we are here to learn and grow with each other. Um, But if someone, a listener would like to know more about either being a part of one or starting one in their community, um, you can email gatherings, G-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-G-S at preemptivelove.org. If you would like me to speak to your group, or if you would like to know more, uh, I also have a uh, 10 list for compu- communicating better with uh, people that um, you disagree with. It's called 10 Ways to Communicate for Better Understanding. I, it's a PDF. I'll send it absolutely free. Um, you can email me at Cheryl, C-H-E-R-Y-L, Hanson, H-A-N-S-O-N, Speaks, S-P-E-A-K-S, at gmail.com. Cheryl Hansen speaks and just say you'd like to get that 10 ways to communicate better with better understanding and I'll send that right over to you for free. Um, But also if you have any questions or would like me to speak to your group in the future, it can be online or whatever, I'll be happy to do that. That sounds great and I will have all of her information, her bio and important links in the episode description just to make it easy for those who are listening and want to get connected right away. Um, Cheryl, is there anything else that you 
one last thing that you would like to share with the audience before we um, finish the episode? I would say don't give up. Keep going. The fight is worth it. Um, we, and I make it sound like it's a war. It's not. It's, uh, we are going to have to find better ways to communicate. Absolutely. Um, this, fell, this belly bumping and fighting and name calling is not working. And no. so t- turn off the TVs, turn off the news feeds for a while. I mean, obviously we have to be aware of what's going on in the world, but yeah. don't let that inform your worldview. Uh-huh. Go and meet people, read respected authors, listen to respected speakers um, that can speak into these situations and let's grow together and find a way to a better tomorrow. Yes, that sounds so good. And thank you again, Cheryl, for coming on and, and sharing all the things that you have shared. I, it has helped me. I have, you know, taken my own notes and I hope that those who have listened have also been able to take something away. Thank you again for the work that you do. Sure. Um, and everyone who has been listening, thank you so much and make sure that you connect with Cheryl on social media. Did you enjoy this episode? I'd love for you to continue the conversation with those around you. One way you can do that is by purchasing the MSE podcast conversation starter stick available at bygracenp.com. Be sure to leave a review on one of MSE's listening platforms share with a friend, and join the My Sentiments Exactly podcast community on social media at MSE Podcast. The podcast is available for listening on all major streaming platforms, bygracenp.com, and on my mobile app. Hope to hear from you soon.